0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it is a pleasure to be back here again to uh, do a, a podcast with you. This is episode forty-five, and you will not believe it. One of my six wives has just brought me some food to go with the <laughs> to go with the <laughs> with the um, podcast. I have a very very special guest. Of course. So most of you will remember uh, that I said that I was going back to my roots. You know, uh, before I created Laughter Republic, before I became president of a great nation, I went to one of the best secondary schools in Nigeria. Uh, the best way to compare it is like uh, the eating of of of, of Africa. And uh, uh, the podcast has given me the opportunity to touch base. With um colleagues I went to school with, you know. Now the the, the guy I have here is known as Iceman A.K. E. Tunde Alabi. I have not seen him in ages. I you know, I have we're talking probably about last time I probably saw him was probably about 10 years ago, if not more. So I would love to hear what he's been doing. He's a consultant. Uh, He's a motivator. Um, And, you know, you will, I'm sure you will learn from this uh, uh, episode 45. And uh, today we're going to talk about dreams don't die, do they? And that is it. Just remember that title, dreams don't die, do they? So let me start by introducing you to my good friend, uh, Tunde. It has been a long time ice man it's great you are looking well it's great that you are alive and kicking uh that's all that matters actually since this last year of the pandemic how have you been
1: uh, your excellency good evening you know all hail long live laughter republic especially in a time like this you're looking well i'm long live the republic i am doing fine i'm doing great um i, I say i say that because We've been through a very, very challenging, unpredictable, complex, ambiguous time, but hey, I'm doing very, very good. One key thing I've taken out of this that, you know, sometimes there are unhappy and unhappy moments, but hey, I'm actually doing quite great. It's about putting it in perspective.
0: Yes, I definitely. Um, and I, I took a walk today as I normally do. I give myself at least half an hour to take a walk. And one of my neighbors saw me and said, uh, How are you today? I said, I'm alive. And he just bust out, (laughs) you know, it was like, is that all I'm alive? And it's amazing how we take for granted that comment, I'm alive, because there are quite a number of people who God bless their souls who are not alive
1: for one reason or the other. That that, that That is so true. And you know, this thing about I'm alive, or I'm just thankful, I'm grateful that I'm around, you see, the reason we don't always acknowledge that is because, you see, we have learned to engage in a lot of activity, even if there's no productivity. Mm-hmm. Human beings by nature, we need to be seen to be doing something. And sometimes in doing that, we miss the cheese We the smell of the cheese that tells us that it's going stale and we have to do something totally different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's been happening to you? I know you're a consultant. I know you're a public yeah. speaker. You're a motivator. <laughs> Let's go as far back as. 10 years ago when I met okay. you, we, <laughs> yeah. had, we had a discussion, you came to my house, we spoke about, oh, yeah. we spoke yes. about dreams, we oh spoke about God. our plans for the future. You had moved
1: into ha- the presidential palace then.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, well, that was, yeah, that was the presidential palace at the time,
1: but oh. uh,
0: yeah, at the time. Tell me, tell me what's been happening over the last...
1: Well, 11 years when we you know when we connected i remember you know i just um i was just rounding off my service to the to the government i was um an advisor on small medium-sized enterprise so i was working with small businesses you know small businesses are the cottage industry they they're the ones that hold up or boost prop up an economy and i was working with them i had a great time working with over one 500 businesses you know growing them working with them and at the time when i met you um and we connected and i came over i was just um winding up with them and i thought to myself what am i going to do and what can i do now i'm a dreamer i I like i like dreaming things you know and for me to dream I, i dream with my gift my talent what i have and i was good at motivating people but i didn't use the word motivation anymore. I make a distinction between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is when you talk the talk, put everybody on a high, and then you go away and they come crashing down the next day. But I'm an inspirational speaker in that I will inspire you. That means you will hear me say things to you that you know connect with you, but I'll challenge you. But what are you going to do about it? And as best as I can I create an enabling environment for you to actually apply it. And that's where the ICE man came iceman plus the number plate looks pretty cool on my on my on my bike but um as at the time when 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 we met i just said to myself you know what what do i like doing and i remember that what i was doing was actually change you know changing organizations and changing the lives of people you know i look at their current state and once they agree and, and they talk to me about where they are and that they're want to do more then we map out the future state and then we put in a transition a transition process or transition plan and that is when i began to focus on change management you know my background is in strategy and 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 policy and then i added that to um i added that i brought that into what it is i do now i'm a change management uh, consultant so and i run a company called metamorphosis so it's m-e-t-a-m-o-r then with the 46 Mm-hmm. You know, so the 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 alphabets are morphing into the numbers. and it's been pretty good. We have an office bank in Lagos. We just opened one here in the in in the UK. and um that's going pretty good. But I let me say this I have what I call because they call me the Iceman, I have something called Tick from the iceberg, a mm-hmm. quote, I always give a quote. I want to say this to anybody listening. Not every change leads to transformation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so mm-hmm. there's there's a difference. So that's what I've been doing. Along the way, we've worked with some stellar companies, global companies. I've met some fantastic people. We've had some fantastic times, but we've also had some downtimes. And then of course the pandemic struck. And that's a different story. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which is which requires uh change as well in terms of how you it does. Uh, personally, how you run your business and relationships, yeah. and
1: yeah. It, if I if I'm if I make if I'm honest and very vulnerable, um, you know. It's like, you know, physician heal yourself. Now, I pride myself being a change practitioner, being a, doing a lot of transformation programs and, and, and implementations and executions. But when the COVID, when the pandemic hit, I knew where I was and it really affected me. And, you know, I, I'll, I'll be a bit, I, 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 let me give you my personal experience because it want to help you see, two things are very, very critical in when we want to do things differently, when we want to change, it's adaptability and flexibility which I will get to in a minute. But I remember on the 25th of March, 2020, I closed the office because once the lockdown happened, I closed the office on the 25th of March. And I said, listen, guys, we're closing the office, there's lockdown and business was already going into a lull, you know, and for four weeks, um, I just, so for four weeks, I just sat at home and I was thinking to myself, well, what's going on here? Now I'm thinking, but I'm a practitioner, I should know. And after a while I realized that that period was a period of anxiety and a period of depression because I was talking to my sister. And when I told her a few things, she said, my God, that's depression. Oh, by the way. And then I said another, a few other things. And she said to me, that's suicidal. you know. And I was worried about that. And I said, my God, really, how come? But you know, moving away from there, there's so many engagements I had that I canceled, so many things I didn't do. I sat at home, I called the people at work, telling them that, look, this thing, we don't know how long it's gonna go on for. And then gradually I began to come out of it and we began to meet online. Now that is adaptability. You see, the moment things happen to you, and this is what this is what most people need to take on board, is that our plans, oh, every time you have a plan and you have an objective, It looks like that in a straight line going up. But in reality, you know, it's like this. Now, why is it like that? Two things, the environment. The environment out there impacts what you do. It's very volatile. It's very unpredictable. It's so complex and ambiguous. And then you also have people. So when the pandemic hit, nobody anticipated or expected it. But I'll tell you a funny story. At the beginning of 2020, when we had our normally, we have a strategy retreat. We go away for a few days. And we met and I said, guys, what if we did some scenario planning? What if we can't meet face to face anymore? I don't know why I did it, but I said, what if we can't meet face to face anymore? How do we meet with our clients without us meeting them physically? And we said that um, we have to do it online. We have to do a, a few things. So we mm-hmm. called it the admin Admi strategy. I think it's the um, aggressive digital media something mm-hmm. engagement. you know. And then the pandemic struck. But it still took me a while now adaptability is when you begin to change your behavior you know the dream is still valid the objective is still valid but the dreamer it's the dreamer's mindset do dreams die they never die the dream is there what actually happens is the person it's the, the issue is always with the dreamer not the dream they say oh your dreams didn't come true they were waiting to happen. The dreamer just didn't activate it, or there was something in the way that didn't allow it to happen. So adaptability, um, and, and you'll be hearing a bit about it now, and adaptability is really where you are able to identify the behaviors you need mm-hmm. to actually adopt to, to, to engage. And we also have to understand is that because the only certainty right now, the only certainty we have is change. Mm-hmm. So what we've got to do is we've got to understand that, listen, things will always change. Things will always change and we've got to be ready for it. Then the other thing is f- being very, very flexible. We can't be rigid. We say we want to achieve these six things. You know, Sometimes we have to settle for four. Sometimes we have to change all four, but we have to be flexible and we also have to be adaptable. So in that time, that in, in the intervening period, that's really what's been happening. We've been having a great time until last year. And now it's you know things are beginning to plateau and mm. even even itself out.
0: Mm. But yeah, you 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 mentioned a, a couple of things, which yeah. certainly I never have gave given any thought. Which is, for example, motivation is different from inspiration in terms of oh, inspiring yeah. inspiring uh, people. The the point I because quite a number of organisations during the pandemic uh, folded up because they didn't have, they weren't ready for the change. And a good example is they didn't have an online business. So anyone without an online business, unless they were able to rapidly, you know, change their approach, were basically going to lose, going to lose out. And you know, it's really interesting how some of these online businesses have made a killing during the pandemic, <laughs> you yeah. know, they've made a real killing. So my question to you is this, are you uh, born to be a change agent? Because there are some people who are afraid of change. They, 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 they like their comfort zone and they're not prepared to change anything, you know? But as you rightly pointed out, the world is constantly changing. Tomorrow is Monday, who knows what's coming ahead and I have noticed from my uh, experience is that there are people who will embrace change immediately, you know, they thrive. And there are some people who are
1: reluctant to embrace change. Why Why? why, why is that? Okay, so the, the first thing is that I've been very, very fortunate that I'm doing what I really, really love. I yeah. stumbled, you know, it's mm-hmm. very, you see, it, it's so important that, you see, I always say this, that you can either you're either doing what you were born to do or what you are taught to do Mm -hmm. or what you are induced to do Mm -hmm. induced to do means that it runs in the family i I think i was listening uh, mr president when you were speaking to one of the guests you know and sometimes we're doing what was in the family I'm i'm a lawyer because everybody in the family that's what you were induced to do then what you are taught to be to become is that it seemed to be the flavor at the time everybody was into it and i went into it but what you are born to be is when you have this natural inclination and proclivity for something. I've always had this thing about, I like to help people do mm-hmm. things different. But the other thing is this I'll be honest with you is that when I was doing my, um my first degree in, um in business studies, I focused on strategy and policy. I just mm-hmm. found that I enjoyed it a lot. And then we did something on strategic change and, you know, I got fascinated when we started to look at, of change projects fail. That is, they'll say, this is where we are. We wanna do something different. And 70% of the time they don't work. It's worldwide, now it's 75%. So I was fascinated, why does that always happen? Mm -hmm. And when I began to look at it, I began to find that there were reasons for it. One, things not crafted up properly. Two, it's because they didn't have the right objective. And then that's how I began to go into it, got myself certified, got myself qualified, and I enjoyed it. But I need to go back to, the the question you were asking is that why do some people embrace it quickly and some people go it's a mindset Mm -hmm. it's a mindset and 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 people who embrace it quickly were they born to embrace it quickly No. no it's very simple the first thing you have to understand is that things are not always going to be the same technology teaches us that when they bring out a new product, it's the first version of it, then they bring out they bring out the second version. I showed my kids a telephone, you know, those ring wine telephone phones yeah, yeah, that we yeah, had back yeah, in yeah. the days. They didn't even know what it was. Things change. So the first thing we have to teach people is that don't hold on to anything for too long. Yeah. You find that the people don't want to change there are people who are very, very rigid, they're stuck where they are, they're enjoying what they have, especially if they're in in the company regard, in organization regard, when they're enjoying a monopoly or Mm -hmm. a government that's been there, or you get this in Africa where you've Mm -hmm. got no illusion to you, Mr. President, you're different, (laughs) where they've been there for 26 odd years, and then they want somebody else in there, and they don't. The key thing is this, if you can put it in your mind, it's it's a growth mindset that you know, every single day, I put it this way, at some point you grew taller. Yeah, you know, but you never saw yourself growing tall, did you? Mm -hmm. You never saw the inches moving, but you did grow tall. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like. It's inevitable, but you don't see it, but it's inevitable. So when we're planning, we've got to plan with different scenarios and options in mind, but our brains are lazy and that's why we don't do it. Okay,
0: so the point about change, but my view also is that, uh, especially when I look at my country, um, change is not good. When I say change is not good, change is not good in terms of, having different presidents, because there are times when you need continuity. If you look at the Republic of Chad at the moment, they have a problem because the president who has been in existence for who knows how many years, 20 years is no longer, he was assassinated a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Uh, as a result of that, there are security concerns around the area. It's almost like Libya and Gaddafi, you know, and how the whole place just oh, collapses yeah. as a result. So is change always, very good? Is it always a good thing to happen or it depends on the circumstances?
1: Well, yes and no. Yes, it's a very good thing because it's inevitable. No, because people do not, first of all, practitioners are not involved and people don't have to If I look at Lafda Republic, for instance, you're in a good place because I know you have succession planning in place. If anything happens to you, perish the thought. And I know there's no assassination attempt waiting to happen. There are things in place, there will be continuity. That's changing itself. Now, the issue we're talking about with the other countries, we won't mention any names, is that there was no continuity. What it was is they wanted to hold on as 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 long as they could. And even when they died, they weren't thinking of life after them. Mm-hmm. So succession planning, that's change in it. Now, Libya is a totally different country. Before, before um, because I did a lot of research in that area at the time, because I asked myself, I said, you know, if you wanted to start a business there, they'll give you about 100,000 mm-hmm. um, pounds, hospitals were free. They were doing well, and the people weren't complaining. Mm-hmm. But I watched a video, when he was captured, he looked at those people with bewilderment. And I'm saying, but he, they're his people. And mm-hmm. he said, but what did I ever do to you? And when I began to investigate, I found that, you know, I wasn't sure if those were real Libyans, because when the whole issue started, Gaddafi was going about town, talking to people. Mm. It wasn't as if he was running away. Yeah. Now, he had, he in his case, did he want to change it? He had built a nation. What he was changing, he was changing the fortunes of his people. Mm. Change is good. If you know how to go, change is good. And even those that don't want change, they change anyway. They, you're gonna die one day. You're gonna need somebody else one day, you know. So so is, is change good? Yes, if you have a transition process. And that is where the problem is. Change fails because there's not a good transition process. And also change is seemingly bad because the people that want to make the change are not explaining it and carrying people along. Communication is very, very critical and stakeholder management is very, very key as as your six, as your six wives would, would, would
0: but <laughs> You have certainly done your research. Let's go back to this question and the title of uh, today's podcast is about mm. um, dreams and do they really die? And, mm. and, you know, uh, considering what would you, what advice would you give? So for someone who is our age, cause we're over 50, but still has these dreams and actually believes that, uh, I don't know, maybe they, they wanted to play football or they, I don't know, ballet or whatever it is. What, what advice would you give them? Because your view, what, what, each of, what is your school of thought? Are you saying that dreams don't die at a certain age? Shouldn't you really just give up and say, okay, fine, and be,
1: be happy with where you are in life? Well, the first thing is that, you see, um, I, I use the word fulfilled, the, the first question I ask people is that and even I say are you fulfilled, they say what does that mean, it means that are you in a place where you know you just look around and you feel that I've accomplished something, I've achieved something, I've been doing something I wanted to do, now I see so many pe- people who are contracting You know, I see so many people talk so many people who are contracted and you you said it on the last time you were you were having a discussion with, uh, I think it was a pilot pilot colleague. The first thing is, are you fulfilled? The second thing is this. Why do we always think that, oh, because I'm a certain age, that is it too late? I think the issue is the moment you start asking that and I've done it myself is that I said, is it too late for me? And the reason I'm asking, is it too late? Because I'm looking at what lies ahead and I'm saying that I don't have enough time. How do you know? Because if we think that way, then there'll be no KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken today because he was 70 when he got his breakthrough. My question is this, do you, it's not about, can you do it? The question is, do you have the desire, one. And the second thing is that have you addressed the fear because you suddenly realize I played football. I actually played football on Friday. I went playing football on Friday. I was really good at the back, but I I felt I was gonna die though at the end. of it. I couldn't run as fast. The kids were running around me, but at the end of it, they looked at me and said, oh uncle, you could play, You're, you could play, you could good. You're good. But I realized that I didn't have the pace. I didn't have the speed, but the technique, the experience did not leave me. So what, what has happened? Can I still play top level premiership football? No. And I think that is what is preying on people's mind that at a certain age, they don't they take their eyes off the dream is still there, but they take their eyes off the dream and they focus on what they can and what they cannot do. And that is where they say the dream dies. The dream didn't die, the dream is there, the dreamer died.
0: But isn't there also just using football as an example? Or, 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 or let's just say this that for some people it's in their mindset, it's a cultural thing. Do you understand know what I'm saying? So it's like okay, from you're from Nigeria, yeah, you want to start performing comedy at age of forty five? <laughs> Come on. Yes. Do you understand? Come on, man. Is this is this uh, is this midlife crisis or is this really a mental health issue? Do you understand know what I'm saying? Because yeah, because your your environment and the cultural uh, demands of your environment. Uh, define you to a certain
1: extent i it, it, it has I, the tendency I, I, to do so
0: yeah yeah As it because has when the you because when, to when do you so. mentioned kfc yeah. uh, and the fact that he set it up at the age of 70 that is really a fascinating story you know yeah. because i mean you know you know how our culture is at the age of 70 ah you know the thing, the thing that really is interesting for me is the fact that when you reach a certain age, people are already, it's as if people are already thinking about oh, oh, oh. <laughs> in 10 years' time, you had to know anyway because okay, I'll slow down. That, yeah, exactly to, you know, that, that that mentality of slowing down right and rushing around the place, still pursuing that dream because you believe that it's not going to die, it's still within you. I, I don't understand that mentality.
1: Well, I've, it's never
0: been it's never been mine. Like,
1: yeah you remember that in our in our own environment and culture remember i told you that the environment plays a part and then people i said that from the onset but we grew up in an environment that dictated that you have to do certain things at certain times but my wife she's she's an engineer but she's also a qualified nutritionist she said that no matter what age you are your mind is still sound and the same It depends on what you feed it with that you can still think things and do things i mean i met a 17 year old Who's a seventy-year-old um, foreign um, foreign exchange trader who is making a killing out there? Somebody introduced me and said, "Look, she's seventy years old. She just started and she's doing quite well and she's happy." You know, and and I, I need I need I need to say this: it's never about your age. In fact, the older you get, the more experience you've eliminated all the obstacles. The key thing is the fear. The key thing is the way you are thinking. And let me, let me put it in perspective because of my experience and yours, Mr. President, because of the environment we can wear, go and do this. You know, I like I like I said to people, they say, oh, my God, you're smart. I said, really, let me tell you my story. I got into year seven. So we got into year seven, form one. I repeated form three. I did my year 11, three times. Then I did A-levels. Then I went to polytechnic. Then I worked for three years. Then I went to university. And then during university, I broke my leg playing football, so I was out for a year. So but the thing is that I never gave up. The dream did not die. So the dreamer did not give up. The dream was there. What is the dream? I want to be this. The moment you said it, it's not dead. The dream is still there. So we focus on the dream. The dream is there. the dream is never dead. The question is, is the dreamer still alive? Yes. So and and that helped me. That helped. That helped. That helped me a lot. And let me tell you what the turning point was. You know, when you sometimes when I give talks, I write my story. And I had an auntie when I was really struggling during my um, GCSEs, and and they had the, you know you know the you know the family meeting. Yeah, you know? yes, they yes. have the family meeting. Is the, the black sheep, the this sheep, different kinds of sheep, and she just asked one question. They said, all of you are saying these things, but have you asked him what does he want to do? And everybody kept quiet. And she said, "Give him to me for a year." I said, "Come here, son. I'm taking you out into the bush. You know what that means—taking you yeah. away, from, away from home and everywhere, putting you into a remote school. Yeah. And you can do the subjects you want. And you know what? I did well. And that—and that was it. Now here's the story. I have a son. He's 19 years old. When he was about 11, they said he's had special education needs, mm-hmm. and you know, I was looking at him and I thought to myself, there's nothing wrong with this boy. Mm-hmm. It's just that.'" His his way of learning. Yeah. They didn't understand it. And everybody bought into it. And he was happy to coast along like he didn't know Jack. And one day I came to him, I said, son, you're 419 in me, which means you're you're trying to you're trying to swindle me. I said, There's nothing wrong with you. You're a smart kid. They just don't know how to teach you, but mm-hmm. you've got to buck up. Now, this is a boy when he will say, Dad, send some of the tom tom, those African sweets, 108 yeah. now. And yeah. he'll come in England here, he'll be selling them six for a pounds exotic African sweets and he made a killing and he wasn't he didn't need pocket money and I said but how are you getting away with it at school he said because in their top shop every single sweet is a minimum a pound the mass buys a pound and he was undercutting them I said but it's illegal he said well I wasn't selling it on site you it, and he was entrepreneurial mm-hmm. now he he finished so my they were all concerned and I told my mother I said leave him alone let him be he's good in this, he'll be fine. Now he finishes his GCSEs and he says, I'm not going to university dad, I don't want to go. And I said, that's fine, what do you want to do? He said, I want to go into either IT or be an estate agent, let me explore, so he took up a job. Mm -hmm. Now, you know that where we came from, that is a gargantuan failure, Mm -hmm. that he's finished his GCSE, he only scraped through with the skin of his teeth, one, then he hasn't gone to uni, now his peers are in university. And I just said, leave him alone. Yeah. and that's the thing i would rather i'm 55 years old okay he's 19. i said even if it takes him another 10 years to find himself and he starts a career something at like 30 he's got another 30 40 50 years to mm-hmm. blaze it mm-hmm. and i think you know the 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 foundation stage is let's try and identify what we really really want to do and it takes time mm-hmm. it takes time you know and then as long as we found it because why is it that people will say, this is what I wanted to do. So it means you did have a dream. You did yeah. know what you want to do. Yeah, Go for it. Fear sometimes stops them.
0: Let's talk about fear. Uh, one of the things you said is that uh, the older you are, the easier it is for you to reignite your dream. Do you feel that uh, the older you are, the less fearful you are of taking risks? Or is it the other um, way around?
1: It, it can work both ways, but I'd like to lean on the side of that. When we're older, we become more circumspect, so we may not call it fear, but we can rationalize why we can't do it anymore. You know, there are younger people in there that they're this, they're that. For instance, I, I was I asked myself one time. I said, um, you know, things. I, I was having a during this when we shut the office. I said, should I? I should go and get a job. And then I rationalized. I said, um, I'm running a company. I've got staff. I've got 25 people working with me and I'm saying that maybe I should do some contracting part time. And I said, well, if I do, I have to answer to different people who are younger than me. That's how people think. But in the first instance, I said, look, that's not even what I wanted to be doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. I've let a situation has happened and that's my thinking. So the older you get, we, if we rationalize. And that rationalization is born out of fear that I can't do it again, I'm getting old. Old is not a death sentence. Old is like you are mature, you know better, you think better. But you know what? Uh, it's 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 in the mind. It's a, It's what I call the silo mentality, mm-hmm. where it's all about what you can and what you cannot do. In fact, it might be that you're going to be better this time. And sometimes it could be that you need people around you to actually help you. So I don't do I don't do old. Call me old, call me young, that's up to you. But what I want to do, what I want to achieve, I'm going for it. And and, and and this is what has helped me when i look to the future i don't look at can i i don't look at what what does the future hold I say, is that the future is that the way it is I just keep walking towards it with yeah. what i want to do yeah. that's totally that that's and that's how i've been able to handle and crack it We're, is it easier uh, to
0: say that depending on you the what i want to do is compare Nigeria and England and that question, dreams don't die, do they? Is it easier to succeed in realizing your dreams in England, than in Nigeria, when you reach a certain age? Do you honestly think, for example, do you honestly think that at the age of 45, which is when I created Laughter and became president, Mm. Mm. that if I was in Nigeria,
1: would I have been able to succeed at what i do now if you were in nigeria okay so it well people would argue that you know in, that the it's it's easier in the west because the systems are there but um i i it's horses for courses and i and i tend to disagree sometimes if you were in nigeria and at 45 you started Laughter the republic the environment was rife because the comedy circuit and the entertainment circuit was big, and mind you, at that time, you would have been slightly different off the cuff, because nobody went into comedy with that. And you know, you your material making poking at the arm for you know your material would have been so rich, <laughs> so unique. You know, the only thing I would have been worried about is that they probably might have arrested you for trying to take over the government. You know, because they would have you know because somebody would have said, "Obunga for president." which is which is which is 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 very popular. which is what happened happened. online which is what happened online this disclaimer i am not asking for president to take over you know what but yeah yeah. there you have it but it's it's that what does the environment have we have to look at the environment you know let me let me let me say something the African. let me put nigerian context let me use nigeria Hmm. the nigerian environment actually allows you, if you embrace it, to be creative, to be innovative, and to be tenacious. Mm-hmm. The difference is that we 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 confuse comfort. We confuse comfort with making it. So in, in England, this, there's a system there. I'll I tell, tell you a quick one. When I, I have never worked in Nigeria, so I decided that I wanted to take up a full-time job quite a few years ago. When I went, I went to Nigeria, I said, let me work for a year six months into that role as a COO, what i suddenly realized was that the salary didn't come through and i said what they said oh money didn't come i said so what? what's that got to do with me you pay me anyway and then my staff were telling me that oh it happened so how do you survive oh we survive we borrow money we do this we do that guess what i then realized I said no wonder nigerians can't plan we take it for granted i said in e- england the last day of the month or the 25th Boom! It's there within mm-hmm. three days. It's gone, but it's all distributed. It How can <laughs> plan when they have no guarantee that it's going to come? And so you have that comfort. You have the systems that work for you and give you a, a level of relative comfort. But it has its own dangers. You can be lazy. Now, in that kind of environment, it doesn't. It doesn't. You've got to. You've got to. First of all, have the goal, have the dream, and then use. Then, because of what you don't have, what you. Ha- because of the restrictions there, because of the, the the way people think there, it allows you to actually be creative. It allows you to dream up things. I mean, you should you should see what you should see what they're doing. And mind you, there's a new wave of entrepreneurs in that country that are getting funded to start up businesses that have nothing to do with who they know. They're yes. bucking the trend. Yeah. They're bucking the trend. They're disrupting traditional businesses. So the, the, the answer is yes. The West gives you a level of relative comfort. You know, this is the way I look at it. I look at the heavyweight champion of the world, Anthony Joshua. I look at um, the UFC champion, the stylebender, Adisonya, Kamaru, mm-hmm. they're all Nigerians, but mm-hmm. who have, I, I? you know, I look at the footballers and I ask myself, if they were in Nigeria, would they have done as well as they are now? And I'm saying that the talent was always there. Mm-hmm. The talent was always there. What would have happened is that they would have, have to come here anyway, but it's easier over here because the system, mm-hmm. you, you see the system. Yeah. But now look at the look at if a Kocha was in England, he would if he was born in England, raised in England, you wouldn't see his talent like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just it was just raw. So my answer is the starting point is, you see, the environment plays the environment plays a part, but you've got to you've got to actually understand it and work with what you have.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, but brilliant, brilliant, brilliant an answer. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant answer. I think it's, it's it's more about the attitude and not you know laying blame on the environment and the system. You know, if you if you want to do it, you've got to do it. If yeah. you if you had if you met someone, uh, at least yeah. someone doesn't matter what age, who felt that mm-hmm. their dreams had died because they just yeah. you know their mindset is the dreams
1: have died. Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give them? first thing I'm going to ask is that, what dream, how did it die? That's the first thing before, if they say, my dreams have died, advice. And I say, well, how did it die? What, what was the dream? So for instance, if, uh, that's the first question I'm going to ask. So if you give me an example, I'll say, well, what was your dream? They say, my, my dream, I don't know. My dream was to be, um, um, to be, to, to, to run a thriving business. I said, the dream is not dead. You're the, you're dead. Why haven't you started it and what you find is that first of all you you will get fear you will get excuse excuses fear procrastination and all those things and i just say listen if you you see if you are afraid fear is real fear is real if you are afraid of failing then you will never ever enter that dream the dream is not dead it means the dreamer dies the moment they're afraid of failure one of the things i've learned is that the 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 best people the most innovative people and some of the most successful people they don't mind failing look at the autobiographies look at everybody's autobiography is the same they'll say well i started poor broke and all of this and that and that and that and then it happened for me they will give you the start of the story error strewn how they failed look at richard branson we celebrate him We, we we say so many great things but remember the rocket When the rocket the rocket launched, it didn't go far. Look at Elon Musk. They are strewn with failure. Look at the guy that created the light bulb. And I say this: Your dreams have you said your dreams have failed. Your dreams did not fail. You failed. And let's put it in perspective. Let's take responsibility. Your dream is a dream. I want to become this. That's the dream. It's still there. What has failed is you. Now, are you prepared? to do what you didn't do before. That is despite all your fears, despite all your anxieties, go for it. And I tell you this, you know, it is people's perspective of failure. I define failure as I, I, I define failure totally different. So somebody asked me the other day, they said, are you a failure? I said, I said, I embrace failure because failure teaches me how to be successful. It eliminates the obstacles to success. That's what failure does. Each time you fail, you know how not to. So the next time you start, and that's it. But we see failure as some bad thing. In innovation, you see, I, I do. We talk, we do a lot on on innovation. Innovation is creating things and applying it. And innovative people sometimes look at jazz music. It was hitting the wrong note. They "Oh, that sounds different." And before you know, but it sounds nice. And they started exploring. And before you know it, they had it. You know, when you look at, you know, the um, what's that thing called? those sticky yellow post-it notes apparently 3m the guy that was working on post-it notes he wasn't trying to design post-it notes he was trying to design something that really stuck onto the wall and as he was doing it he made the mistake got the post-it that stuck but it wasn't and before you know it yeah there you go there they had it so sometimes it is very very important to put failure in perspective Failure does not mean it's the end of the world. Failure just means you've just discovered, hey, you've just eliminated one obstacle. Mm -hmm. But we treat failure as, oh, that means that I can't move forward. So Uh, the advice I will give people is that, listen, your dream is not dead. You seem to be dead. Let's resuscitate you, and let's find out where you died. And you always find it's the area of procrastination, it's the area of fear and failure. mm -hmm. Wow.
0: So you can bring people back to life. uh, from from your without revealing that you know, obviously confidentiality is that something that you could do for people who are listening to this well, if they, it's, if it's they not contact you, yeah if they contact you and say okay fine I have a dream I've listened to this podcast I have a dream you know I just I was just about to do my job I have a dream not a wet dream a political dream but, yeah. you sounded
1: as if you were related to Martin Luther King yes <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: but yes. Um, yeah, so you're basically saying if anyone's listening to this and they have a dream uh, it, and they, they, they want to study all over again,
1: they can come to you. Of course you can. And w- look, let, let me let me also say this back to them if you're listening. Yes, I can. But I want to be factual. It's not everybody that I can help and will help, because sometimes we also have to validate the dream. What mm-hmm. they think is a dream is just a wish. It's just a nice to have good thing to say to show that they're serious and they're going somewhere but they were never going to do it anyway so the first wow. thing i will do is that yeah because so so if they come to us okay i'll help you but i'll say what's your dream and i'll test it i'll validate it i'll vet it and sometimes it fails the test you say it's not a dream okay so you what, it's what, a dream, it's what, just what a when
0: you say that you you have to validate and you need to
1: test the dream what are the things that you have to what are the okay things so that you let take me give you a to... very let me give you a, the, the simplest example of the African example. Somebody comes to me, and says, oh, man, I have dreams. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, what is it? I want to be rich. I want to make a lot of money. That's not a dream. That's not a dream. Doing what? Because money, you see, the moment they began to commercialize, I want to be super rich. I want to be the most. Then I say, I say, listen, you're trying, you're telling me to help you or you, you're trying to chase an outcome. You see, if you're rich, Your wealth is the outcome of what you've actually done. Mm -hmm. So first of all, you've got an objective, which is the dream. This is what I want to achieve. Then you've got the output. That's the second O, the output, which is the action. Then you have the outcome, which is the result of the action. But guess what? Everybody calls the dream, the outcome. So immediately what they're supposed to do, they're not even thinking about it. And then remember, we talked about the environment. Then you've got the other O, the obstacles, and then you've got the other O, the opportunities. I call it the five O's. So you have your objective. You must have so it's very simple. What I do, if 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 you're looking at the vetting process, I will say, okay, what is their objective? Is it really an objective? Is it smart? Is it realistic? Then what's the output? Because the objective, you don't do the objective. The objective is something you say you want to get to. Is the desired, you know. So I say your objective is the desired outcome and your outcome is the achieved objective Mm -hmm. so the objective and the outcome they are both ends you know the objective is at one end which is the outcome that you desire but your outcome is then the objective you achieve then in between you've got the actions you take that's the bridge and while you're taking those actions you've got to keep your eye on the obstacles and the opportunities You, you see because like i said earlier on that your actions that thing is not a straight line so the obstacles you know look even even you know during this pandemic mr president you know so many people there are people who became millionaires and billionaires oh, because of this pandemic Oh, there was an opportunity for some yeah. and obstacles for some so but but let me put it this way look one of the things we have to teach, and, and remember that it's not taught in in curriculum you know at best you have self-help motivators that do it mm-hmm. but the truth of the matter is i think it should be part of educational curriculum teach mm-hmm. people how to set objectives, teach people about objectives outputs and outcomes mm-hmm. so when people say i'm chasing this i'm chasing i'm doing a hustle i said no what you've got to do is be f- first of all be clear about where you want to get to Mm -hmm. Decide the actions you need to take and even once you've decided about those actions, be ready to be flexible and adaptable to to change them depending on the opportunities and obstacles that come and then the outcome will emerge based on what you did. Every situation you find yourself is based on what you did or did not do. Yeah,
0: Yeah. You see, um, my people, there there is a reason why I brought Iceman here uh, because this is just been really fascinating in terms of the title, Dreams Don't Die, Do They? And he has really convinced me uh, that dreams don't die. It's all down to you. And he has his extra powers to find ways to reignite your dreams. Uh, But he will validate you first. He will have to. (laughs) It's almost like it's almost like remind me of uh, when uh, Britain Many many years ago, during the Gordon Brown days, uh, to do with the uh, the euros, and they said they had some tests <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that you had to go through. It for us. If it doesn't pass the test, then uh, Britain is not joining the, uh, uh, yes. the yeah. yeah euro. Um, what are your plans for the future? What what? How ready are you? Because obviously, the lockdown restrictions is easing as we speak. As of yesterday, there were people in London protesting, even people were dying in India. They were protesting about their freedoms. They have no idea what freedom actually means. (laughs) They make me laugh, they protest about wearing a mask. (laughs) When people protest elsewhere, it's because they want to remove a government, but that's a different thing entirely.
1: The British people make me laugh. They seriously make me laugh. Mr. President, with all due respect, I'm British, you know. I know, I'm I know. Yeah, You're having a stab at me. No, no, I'm not having a stab at you. I just find public. I
0: just find you guys so weak. It's unbelievable having spent a year under house arrest here. And you know, you're not happy with your government. You go on Twitter and you shout, happy, happy, happy. And that's all that yeah. happens, you know. Yeah. So, so in terms of know. in terms of your business what what are the so you operate in nigeria and you also operate in england yeah uh, so it's 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 really interesting that you have not set up an office in laughter republic uh, so i will urge you to make sure that happens
1: mr president you told me that doing business in laughter look I, I feel that doing business in laughter republic is easy but you know if you now that you say it, let's talk about it. The concessions, and I'm, I'm happy to do that. I'm, yeah. I'm already on your pla- I'm already on your platform. I'm happy to come back again. Look, you see, I'm happy. I'm happy to work with Laughter Republic, Mr. President. Yeah. Can you keep your side of the promise? Yes, of course we can keep well, our side of so the promise. Well, uh, so I'm good. I'm good to go. But are there other countries that you I'm are planning to,
0: to expand to apart from Laughter Republic? Are there Are there any other countries apart from? Oh, you've, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Something's happened to, to, to my good friend here. The, the, something has happened. Can you
1: hear me now?
0: Yes, I can hear you now. So, yes, the question was... This happens a lot when we are on my podcast. We, we get infiltrated by either the MFI or the... FBI or the CIA, you know, they won't leave me alone. My question is this: uh, Which other countries are you hoping to
1: expand your business, or is it just Nigeria, England, and obviously Laughter Republic? Actually, in, incidentally, I must say this is that we had a hub in South Africa, okay. which we we had a hub in South Africa and an office in Kenya, which we closed. Um, for now, my focus is um, Nigeria and and the UK. We've been operating in the in Nigeria for since twenty since 2011 um, in, in, in Nigeria. Metamorphosis has been in Nigeria since 2011. That's our head office. Um, because of the pandemic, I came here at the end of September, and um, we registered and opened over here. Now the thing is that Nigeria is going to be the base. But one of the things we, I, I want to, uh, I, I would say is that I don't look at it as where do I operate anymore. Is it here or there? because the internet has opened it up. So for me, let me give you an example. We're delivering a contract for a client right now. I have a team on ground in Nigeria, and I'm here, and I'm part of it, and I meet with the client online. So what I want to do is, in terms of operation, what I want to do is scale the business, meaning that I want to offer what we have to everybody that needs it. So the boundary no longer. So I'm no longer looking at the contract, the boundary. I'm just switching on the laptop. And whoever I can reach through there, then that's it. Yeah. If I need to go to the country, we will. But right now, physically, it's Nigeria predominantly, and then the UK, because the UK needs help.
0: Yeah, certainly, certainly needs help. Government needs help too. You know, maybe you could, you know, say I, dreams. I can add value to. But, the Republic really well. Yes, but not just add value to laughter Republic, because say dreams don't die, and uh, I, you know, will tell you that I have great plans for Britain if they would let me run the country so maybe we can talk outside this meeting how i can make those dreams uh, a reality well that would be interesting yeah so laugh republic is not just a micro; it's not just about being a micronation but actually being involved in the politics of it all in in the uk
1: mr president would i would i need any military service to be part of the Laugh the public nomenclature. If I no, know, no, 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 you yourself, no, no, many the, the, the fact that we, you're an old okay.
0: boy, we went to the same secondary school, you, you yes. know, that, that And does, I was a cadet. And we're cadet okay, school. that, that also, that, that adds, yeah, that adds value to it as well. So uh, my final, question, you, my you. Question. My final mm-hmm. question to you, my final question to you, the name of your company is called Meta, Meta, what is it, metaphorsis metamorphosis Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis.
1: metamorphosis. Yeah,
0: M-E-T-A-M-O-R- Four, six. Okay, before you, you you tell my viewers and listeners how we can find you, why that name? Why did you give your company that
1: name? It's funny. I'll tell you this. When I wrote that name down, I was actually with, um um, um I was working with the business government and I I, I looked at a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, and I said, look at this. He said, oh, I don't know, Tunzi, I don't know what this is, it's not gonna work, but I liked it. because. Metamorphosis is when you change, okay? When there is change, you know, and I just thought M E T A M O R A, alphabet 46, the alphabet changed to numbers. So, and I thought that that's what I do, changing from one thing to the other. But let me say this, you know, when we started off, I I gave you a quote I said, not every change leads to transformation. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to be clear about something in Nigeria, and this is where I really want to add value to Laughter Republic. In Nigeria, everybody said, change, change, change. They got the change and they were still complaining, why? Now, and I always say this, what is the difference between the caterpillar and the chameleon? Mm -hmm. The chameleon changes its color. It's not permanent, Mm -hmm. but the, the, the caterpillar changes its shape. So one is change that is temporary and one is change that sticks so what people don't realize is that what they want is not change what they want is transformation and if you want transformation there's a transition process things you actually need to do that actually stick in there that is that that is the big thing you know change sounds very sexy but the truth is the grotty part of it is transition there's a transition process before you actually see that transformation and sometimes people don't know what to expect or what they should expect and that is why i said we vet from the we, we vet from the onset so that is how we I, I took metamorphosis you know and said look people look at it and i like the fact that they always ask meta sometimes they say metamorphosis <laughs> you know so it's a talking point they say metamorphosis so yeah, it's a yeah. talking point sometimes but i'm able to explain it and put change transformation transition alteration substitution in perspective okay. you know
0: that, that's really interesting and you've reminded me of something because I, I don't know whether you would agree with me or not the person who really made that emphasis on change was 12 years ago when obama became president you know he said you know remember he used to say change is coming to america yeah yeah and uh, yeah. yeah that was uh, that was really even though i'm not sure what changes he was able to make uh, while he was in power. Um,
1: but that's a different thing entirely. But I think, you he know, this. changes, but did they, you see, he made changes, but did they stick? Did yeah. he transform, um, did he change America? Yes. Did he transform America? Yeah, that's another It depends yeah. on yeah. who. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, transformation, Again,
0: not... transformational yeah. change is another subject entirely yeah. that we need to move. Change that sticks. That sticks, yeah. Look. Um, I don't know what has happened, but you know, it's getting dark where I am and uh, it seems that we've lost power supply. I don't know what my energy I, I hope money... There are no
1: drones. I hope there are no drones in the sky, Mr. President. I
0: don't know. I, I just hope that the energy minister hasn't siphoned the funds because it's getting really dark. And uh, it's really okay. dark And I can see you, you're bright and <laughs> I can't <laughs> see myself. but. Um, I'd like to end by just saying yes. how wonderful it has been for us to have this conversation. It's been a wonderful art of conversation, from you know talking about transformative change to you know your dreams don't die, um, and how it's really wonderful. You have a very fascinating story because, like I said, you know we haven't really gone into that level of detail, but I remember what your plans were ten. Eleven years ago when we spoke, and I'm glad to see mm-hmm. it happen in fruition. You know, it's it's actually been delivered so well done. It's if delivered. my people want to uh, need your assistance, where can they find you? You know, it's are you online? Simple.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, um, I'm, I'm Iceman at metamorphosis.com. Okay. Iceman, I C E M A N at M E T A mor46.com. Okay you, know, you can find me there. And there are so many
0: change consultants
1: out there what is what is
0: what is different about you or your organization?
1: It's very simple you know like, like I, it's, it's very simple people and behavior mm-hmm. the, 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 the hardest part of change is the people part and the behavioral part. We don't shirk away from it because first of all an organization might want to change things they need the trust of the people. You know, and 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 I and, and I can say this change with change, whether you're the consultant helping, with change, whether you're the person who they want to change, with change, whether you're the organization, one big thing is very, very critical. It's trust. And if you are a change consultant and you don't understand the place of trust in there, it won't work for you. That is why 75% of it fail. And trust means you ask five questions. Can that person do it? That's the ability question. Will they do it? That's the reliability question. Testimony, have they done it? Reference, testimony question. Then there's the motive question. Then there's the motive question, why are they doing it? Then there's the destiny question, You know, where is it gonna lead? That is the critical thing because the moment somebody buys in, you can go anywhere. If you are united in thought, collaboration, a shared object, if if it's shared, it doesn't matter whether you're making mistakes along the way, you're gonna get there because you're, you're, you're united and resolute in thought. So that is what we look at. You know, we build the trust, we manage the stakeholder, we focus on the objective and where we're going. You know, um, what I see a lot in, in in our profession is that people look at how they can manage resistance, and I say no. How can we drive? It's inevitable. It's there. Let's keep on driving towards the goal.
0: Folks, uh, it's a shame this act of conversation has to come to an end. Uh, I'd like to thank. Iceman Akka Tunde Alabi for joining me for what has been a really fantastic uh, conversation. It's made me think that I need to reorganize my cabinet uh, because I've had some ministers in power for so long and change is important. I also think I need a transformational change minister to help me with my ambitions. and uh, But we'll talk outside this meeting, isn't it? You know, you never, never reveal your <laughs> reveal your plans. But today, thank you so much, Iceman. Thank you so much for joining me. And I wish you continued success in your endeavors. And uh, I hope you have found this uh, useful. Uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. One final, you know, message from you, and we shall abruptly end this
1: conversation like there's been a coup. Mr. President, it's always a pleasure. I just want to say thank you very much. It's great that we are sharing this. And if I had anything that I wanted to say to the people, I'll say this, change is the new certainty, flow with it.
0: Folks, he's giving you an idea. Change is the new certainty. However, I rule for life, for life, until death do us part. (laughs) So don't have any ideas <laughs> just because you've had the change consultant talking about change. It's for life. For life. <laughs> well, look, today. thank you so much, Iceman, and yes. uh, catch up with you soon. I will give you a call Indeed. later on, and we can catch up properly. Thank you so much. Long live laughter, Republic. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Mr. President. Bye.